working our way through the characters of the nativity scene. And uh, we talked first about Joseph, and Joseph survived Christmas, and we've talked about Mary. And today I want to spend a little time looking into the lives of the characters of the shepherds. And the shepherds are uh, welcomed with an enormous surprise that, if you're uh, honest, would probably scare you too. We meet them here in Luke chapter number 2, and we'll begin our reading in verse number 9. And you've heard this many, many times. I love the reading of the Christmas story. But we'll pick up here in verse number 9. The Bible, I'm back up to verse number 8. Verse number 8. The Bible says, There were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The angel said unto them, Fear not, for, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste. And found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And we see in this passage of Scripture the shepherd's perspective of the nativity. Uh, These men were uh, hired to keep the sheep. And they were watching and keeping the sheep by night, and something that had never happened before happened to them on this particular night. Jesus had had been born and was in Bethlehem's manger. And the angels were announcing his birth, and they announced it in a field to a group of shepherds. I like the thoughts that the Lord values the shepherd at this moment in history. The shepherd was not a place of prominence. It was actually a menial task and a low-class job. But I want you to know something. God loves all people and sent Jesus to save all people from their sins. And the Lord Jesus found value in wise men and directed them with a star. And the Lord Jesus found value in shepherds. And if God has called you to be a wise man or someone, a place of prominence and visibility, you can thank God for it. And if God has led you and called you and suited you to do something like shepherding in a shepherd's field, you can thank God for it because he has a purpose for your life. And there are no second class people in the kingdom of heaven. But do what God has given you to do and do it with all your heart. And the shepherds, 
Now, the shepherds had dealt with predators. There was a reason why the shepherds were keeping watch over their flock by night. It was because there was trouble all around. Wolves and coyotes and foxes and predators and other people. And these shepherds were prepared to face conflict and even fearful moments, but they never expected what they got on this particular night. The Bible says in verse 9, Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. The Lord gives us a divine perspective of the emotion of the shepherds at this moment. Sore afraid. Now there's afraid, but then there's sore afraid. They were so afraid it hurt a little bit. How many of you ever had uh, emotions that it, the emotion is so deep that it hurts? That was the situation they were in. It was a painful fear. Sore afraid. It's fascinating to me to see these shepherds at this moment and this great description of their fear. Sore afraid. Then I want you to see what happens to them. Over the course of our reading and the story of the shepherds, the emotion of the shepherds changes from sore afraid to verse number 20. Will you see with me what the Bible says in verse number 20? And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. I don't know about you, but when I see a great, swing and wave in emotion in the characters of the Bible. I always want to see how it changed, what brought about the change. And I always know that there's a lesson for us and a message for us in the story of these characters. How in the world did the shepherds go from sore afraid to glorifying and praising God in just a few short verses? Well, that's the message today. It's titled this, A Christmas Message from the Shepherds. A Christmas Message from the Shepherds. How in the world can I deal with the emotion and the fear and the burdens? The Lord gives us some examples and some things I think we can apply to our lives this morning from this text. A Christmas Message from the Shepherds. How to turn fear into praise. Number one is this. Number one, remember there is a Savior. Now, the shepherds were in the field keeping watch of their flock by night when the angel of the Lord appeared to them. Now, at this moment in time, no doubt the shepherds knew that there was grievous things in the world and, and life was not always just great and sweet and precious. Most likely, these shepherds were Jewish people and they were under the bondage of Roman control, being led by pagans. And life was tough at this moment in history. There had been 400 years of silence from God. And the people were needy. Sore afraid. They were afraid because of the moment in which they met the angels. But there was also reason to be alarmed by so many things and variables outside of their control. When we look at this passage of Scripture, the first thing that jumps off the page to me is the fact that God wants us to know that He had sent us a Savior. The Bible says in verse number 9, And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, 
unto them, fear not. I want you to know something. If you tell me to calm down, I'm going to ask you why. Okay? If I'm upset about something and you tell me to calm down, I'm going to ask you, okay, you tell me why. And when you give me a good reason, then I might calm down. And a lot of you are that same way, right? Some of you, even with a good reason, won't calm down. And we may need to work on that. But here the shepherds are just doing what they do. And life is difficult, there's no doubt about that. And the angels appear, and that's scary for sure. And the angels tell them, fear not. And I'm like, yeah, right. Here I am, minding my own business in a shepherd's field, doing what I do and looking for maybe a predator to come along and the glory of the Lord shines round about me. And something from outer space is telling me to not be afraid. I'm like, yeah, right. Give me a break. I'm scared. <laughs> you know, some people are so tough that they act like they're never afraid. But you know, let me tell you something. If you're afraid to admit that you're ever afraid, you are not brave at all. The most courageous people are brave enough to admit that there are things in life that causes them fear. Don't forget that. Afraid. Fear. They're afraid. Now, look, the angel of the Lord comes to these shepherds and says, Fear not. And I say, Why? And they say, Here, I'll tell you. For, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Folks, let me tell you something. We have reason to live without fear because there is a Savior. Look, folks, we have Jesus. This has been a grievous few weeks in our church and our community, in my family. It's been a grievous few weeks. It's heartbreaking. The tragedy and sudden death now of a third person that is very near and dear to our hearts. And I think, how in the world do you deal with such grief? How do you deal with such burdens? Bad news here and there and everywhere. I want you to know something, folks. Here's a Christmas message from the shepherds. We have a Savior. Look, there's life beyond the grave. There's hope in the midst of all the trouble. There's peace and joy in spite of the trouble and the burdens and fear. We have a Savior. The shepherds are told by the angel of the Lord, Look, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid of the scene. You don't have to be afraid of the future. You don't have to fear. You can be without fear if you'll put your trust and faith in the fact that we have a Savior. Jesus has come. Remember, there's a Savior. I don't know what burden or battle you're facing, but folks, there's a Savior. And all of us need the Savior. All of us are dead in our trespasses and sins. All of us are going to be facing difficulties for all of our lives. And you can submit your way to the Savior and trust the Lord and find His grace and His joy in the midst of the burdens of life. Or you can attempt to do it on your own. Your own will always produce bitterness, rottenness, and death. 
But we have a Savior. The angels say to these men, there is a Savior. Remember, folks, at Christmas time, God sent His Son. We have a Savior. The Christmas message from the shepherds are number one, remember there is a Savior. Number two, the shepherds teach us something very important. They teach us to move toward the Lord. Now, the Bible continues here, and we'll keep reading in verse number 12. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The angel's telling that, look, listen guys, you're going to find. What's that mean? That means go find. Go look for. You're going to find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, this would have sounded a little bit odd. They said, you're going to find a newborn baby wrapped up in grave clothes, the same kind of rags that you'd wrap a corpse in. You're going to find him wrapped up in grave clothes because they're going to use what they can find. And you're going to find him laying in a manger, not a crib, not a baby bed. You're going to find him wrapped up in the very place that has been previously used to feed the critters. And the shepherds said, all right, all right. And guess what the shepherds do? When they are commissioned to the Lord to go and find the Christ, they go. They move toward the Lord. Now, the angel didn't give them a whole lot of description. They said, you're going to find this. Okay, we're going to find this. Where are we going to find it? The angels don't tell us exactly where they're going to find it. But what do the shepherds do? They don't know exactly what's going to happen. They don't know exactly all it's going to look, look like. But they know that if they'll move that way, they are going to find what God promised they would find. Now, when I think about these shepherds, I remind myself, and I'm reminded of so many conversations I have, of people who are under great duress and under great burdens and fearfully facing what is lying ahead. And God is saying, hey, look, I'll be with you. God is saying, I'll give you grace. God is saying, I'll give you peace. God is saying, I'll give you joy. God is saying, I'll meet your needs. God is saying, I'm going to protect you and provide for you. And I'm going to love you. And it's going to be okay. But here I am. I'm still standing out in the shepherd's field. (laughs) I know, God, you've promised that I'm going to find something. That I'm going to find what I need. I'm going to find the help that is found in a Savior. But I, I don't know that I can, I can't see it right now. I can't see how to get there. I don't understand what it all is going to look like as I deal with it, as I go through it. But, ah! How many of you have ever been in that duress moment where you know God's promises say this but you are not quite there yet and you're wondering how in the world is this going to happen how is it going to come to pass like the shepherds in the field okay the angel said you're going to find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger that sounds a little strange in light of the circumstances that I'm dealing with right now that I'm going to find all these things that are unusual how am I going to find them Well, the shepherds teach us a valuable lesson. Do you know what they did? 
Without a clear picture, without a a map drawn, without every detail laid out ahead of them, they did all they knew to do, and they just kept moving toward the Lord. Look at the Scripture says in verse 15. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Guess what happened? When they moved toward the Lord, when they moved toward the Lord, they found what God promised they would find. And right this moment you say, I don't know how in the world God could ever bring peace out of this mess. I challenge you, move toward the Lord. You wonder, I don't know how God could ever bring resolve in this relationship. I challenge you, move toward the Lord. How many times have you been in a situation where you don't see how in the world God could ever do anything with this? So instead of moving toward the Lord in faith, you just begin to go away from God in fear. I'm tired of this God thing. I'm tired of the Jesus story. I'm tired of the church way. I'm tired of this. And you begin to turn your back on the Lord and God's faithfulness. Let me tell you something. You'll never find God's promises running away from the Lord. But the shepherds did it right. There's so many things we could say here. Verse 15, the Bible says, It came to pass that the angels were gone away from them into heaven. The shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem. Now, I think it's kind of fascinating. The shepherds said one unto another. Guess what these guys did? They encouraged one another to move toward the Lord. If you've got somebody in your ear that's encouraging you to turn your back against God, you need to turn them off. You need to surround yourself with people who love the Lord and will point you to the Lord and encourage you to do the right thing. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there's safety. Godly counsel is of utmost importance. Don't give up on the Lord. Don't quit trying. Don't quit moving toward the Lord because the shepherds teach us something. They surrounded themselves with people who would say, hey, let's go find Jesus. The Bible says... They said, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Look what they did in verse 16. And they came with haste. What did they do? They got urgent about seeking the Lord. They got urgent about obeying the Lord. They got urgent about moving toward the Lord. When's the last time you were urgently seeking God? The sense of urgency that drives us to the Lord is something we should be thankful for. And these men came with haste. And when they came with haste toward the Lord, toward Bethlehem, to find something that God had promised that seemed unusual and even, poss- even impossible, when they moved toward the Lord, guess what happened? They found it. They found what God had promised 
They found what God had said would be there. And I want you to understand something. You may not believe it right now because the grief is deep and troubling. But you can be sure if God has promised it, if you'll go toward Him, you'll find that what He promised will always come true. He's faithful. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. <laughs> they moved toward the Lord. And when they got there, they're like, huh, wow. There's a real important Bible word that comes to mind when I see this scene. Where the, why, the shepherd come into the presence of Mary and Joseph and the baby. There he is, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. There's a very theological word that comes to mind. I'm like, they walk in there like, Shazam, wow. That's Greek for wow. <laughs> Shazam, exactly what God said would happen has happened. And we found it. You know what's sweet about the Christmas message from the shepherds? If you need grace and you seek God, you'll find it. If you need peace and you seek God, you'll find it. If you want joy and you seek God, you'll find it. I just challenge you, instead of turning your back on God, instead of being bitter against God, instead of living faithlessly, just keep on trucking because God is going to do what He said He'd do. He's faithful. He's faithful. Remember, number one, there's a Savior. Number two, move toward the Lord. Finally, number three. Actually, I'm going to give you four. Number three, share what you've learned with others. Look what the shepherds do. You know, there's a lot of people who found peace in knowing the Lord, who've been saved and put their trust in Jesus, but it's almost like God saves them and then they quit. But I want you to see what the shepherds do. In verse 17, the Bible says, And when they had seen it, when they said, Shazam, when they saw Jesus in swaddling clothes, lying in a man, when they had seen it, the Bible says, they made known abroad the saying, which was told them concerning this child. What did they make known abroad? They made known the fact that God's angels told us what we'd find, and when we followed the Lord, we found it, and they made known that God had kept his word. They made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. Verse number 18. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. What did the shepherds do? They proclaimed what God had done. They told others what God had done. You know, sometimes the great grief of our life is that we are so self-centered that we fail to do what God designed us to do, and that is to care for others. You find yourself in a spot where it doesn't seem like you have the energy or strength to possibly do anything for anyone else. I challenge you, serve others. And you should serve others with this in mind. I should be serving folks who do not know Jesus by faith as their Savior. I should be telling others of what Christ can do. I can trust the Lord. And I can share what I've learned. You see... Something about it. It shouldn't be a surprise to us. When we obey our Creator, it produces positive results. 
And God has told us over and over again that we are to serve others. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What did he do? What was the mind of Christ Jesus? Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but humbled himself, became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. What did Jesus do? Jesus, his mind was to serve others. The Bible says, let this mind be in you. We need to be telling the loss of our Savior. We need to testify of what the Lord has done. We need to witness to others what God has done in our hearts and lives. I love the word witness. Sometimes I get made fun of the way I say it. Witness, witness. How many of you ever made fun of me for saying the way I say witness? My mother has. Bless my heart. <laughs> my assistant in North Carolina, his wife, always made fun of me for saying witness. However I say it, any right, witness. That The word witness is wonderful. Have you ever made fun of me for saying wonderful? Let's try that one. I've made fun of me for saying wonderful. The word witness is wonderful. Because it's so simple. Some people are scared to tell others about Jesus because they don't feel like they have the proper training. Some people are scared to tell others about Jesus because they don't feel like they have the eloquence of words or the ability to defend positions with intelligent people. You know what's sweet? God doesn't tell us to win arguments. God doesn't tell us to be eloquent speakers. God tells us to be witnesses. What's a witness? If I'm called to be a witness in a court of law, it's because I've been called there to testify to what I've seen and experienced. Folks, let me tell you, if you've experienced the life-changing work of the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart, if you've been saved, if you've seen God meet your needs, if you've seen God prove himself, guess what? You are a witness of what God has done, and therefore you should be a witness to other people. Does that make sense? What did the shepherds do? They experienced all the goodness of God and just let it stay right inside. No, 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 no. God poured it in and they poured it out. And God blesses that. How to turn fear into praise. Remember there's a Savior. Move toward the Lord. Share what you've learned with others. And finally, number four, live life praising Jesus. Look what the Bible says in verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. What did they do? They returned to shepherding. You know, that's a sweet thought. They went back to shepherding, but they never shepherded the same way again. Because the Lord had changed their lives. They returned to shepherding. but This time they were glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. You know what they did? They lived life praising Jesus. We find ourselves in moments of great 
discouragement. I know. Oh, I know. How many of you ever find yourself in a moment of great discouragement? Just testify to the fact, I've been very discouraged, yeah. So have lots of other people. You know the hope for discouragement is the fact that we have a Savior. And the Lord will help you through your discouragement. And we need to learn to praise the Lord in the midst of life's darkest moments. We like to talk about this around Thanksgiving, but it's important that we live this way year-round. If you'll take a minute and think about what you have to be thankful for, and then you thank God for it, guess what happens? You begin to brighten. Just a little bit. You think again and you thank the Lord for what he's shown you. You have to be thankful for. You praise the Lord and the next thing you know, another layer of the discouragement tends to just fade away. And we find ourselves thankful and grateful and praising the Lord. You know what happens? Same thing that happened to these shepherds who started sore afraid but ended praising the Lord. You see, the Lord lifted their load. The Lord gave them hope in a dark time. The Lord turned their fear to praise. You see, it's a Christmas message from the shepherds. The shepherds say, hey, listen, we can testify. God is faithful. Live your life praising Jesus.